Hi everyone, and welcome to Elite Rugby SNC podcast. First off, if you haven't already, sign up and join Elite Rugby SNC today. We provide you all your strength, conditioning, speed, and recovery needs. You can try before you buy, so try our seven-day, seven-dollar trial to get a taste of what we offer here at Elite Rugby SNC. Sign up to our newsletter and receive free bonus content each and every single week. So take your game to the next level, become a beast, and join Elite Rugby SNC today. Today I'm joined on the podcast by Waratahs and Wallaroo superstar fly half Arabella McKenzie. Bella made her Super W debut for the Waratahs back in 2019 and also made her debut for the Wallaroos in 2019 as well. Since her debut, Bella has been one of the best backs in Australian rugby. On this episode, Bella speaks about her rugby journey. We reflect on the 2022 Super W season for the Waratahs. We discuss the upcoming test matches against New Zealand building into the Rugby World Cup. We discuss the importance of strength and conditioning for rugby athletes. And Bella provides great advice on how to be a successful fly half in rugby. This was a fantastic episode and I appreciate Bella taking time out to speak with me today. Enjoy. So g'day Bella, how are you? Hi, Kieran. I'm well, thank you. How are you going? Yeah, I'm going well, thanks. What's the weather like there up in Sydney? Yeah, it's really nice. Um, sun's out today, which is always good after the couple um, weeks we've had with the bad weather. So, yeah, it's really nice. Mm. Uh, is it sun's out? Does it mean Kathmandu jacket's out as well or is it just hoodie weather? No, just hoodie weather today. Okay. No, no Kathmandu. Yeah. yeah. The times that I have been up to Sydney, even if it's like 15 degrees, you see a lot of Kathmandu jackets out there. It's, yeah, yeah. it's quite funny. Everyone loves their um, Kathmandu jackets down here and their North Face jackets. So. Yeah. If only uh, we could get some royalties from them for mentioning them <laughs> on the podcast today. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Cheeky plug. Yeah. So 2022 rugby season has been an exciting one for you and only going to get more exciting with the World Cup coming up soon. But before we speak about the World Cup, let's talk about the Super W season. Um, so what were the areas of success for you and the team? And what are some areas you want to work on for next year with yourself and also the team? Yeah, so um, Waratahs had a great Super W season. Um, I was only there for the back end of it due to playing in the Super Rugby Opeki with um, Matatu. So yeah, got to the um, last couple of round games with the Waratahs. And yeah, I think we were just like building on everything we um, had been building the past four years and um, sticking to our structures and what we're good at and um, building on our, I think, our set piece, especially our driving more. We hadn't really um, focused on those sort of areas or used them in a um, game in games before, but um, we found that against um, Drua, they obviously didn't have the strongest set piece. So um, that was an area where we could have, um, where we could use, uh, where we did use against them to um, get some points on the back of a rolling more try. So um, yeah, I don't think we were trying anything too new, probably just, um, expanding on our on our how we play already in our structures and yeah focusing on little um little one percenters that we didn't really focus on too much last year with being COVID and lockdown and things like that so yeah a bit of an up and down season I'm um, obviously losing to Drua in the round games and then the grand final and we hadn't really been in um that position before we hadn't lost a game in four years until then so yeah, to lose that game and then uh, play two really strong games against the Reds and then a really great grand final, which even though we lost, it was such a um, great mm. shot of women's rugby. So, yeah, unfortunate that we lost. But 
yeah, it was such a great game of rugby, probably one of the hardest games I've ever played. And that's including the test matches we've played this year. So it was a real testament to the um, Fijiana girls and what they um, did this year as well. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that, that grand final was incredible. Um, yeah. It's always better to, I'm not, this, this is something that I've said in the past, it's always better to lose a grand final than not be able to experience a grand final. Um, yeah. And I think it's going to be really exciting to watch the Waratahs next year because, you you aren't the top dogs anymore. You got to be able to work yourself back up there, and it's it's going to get get some players to really work hard during this um, off season preseason. And yeah, who knows what what's in store for you um, for your team? And it's it's going to be really exciting to watch. Yeah, yeah, it'll be um interesting to not be to uh, not be chased anymore mm. to the chases. And yeah, it'd be cool to see how the girls react and respond. I guess. Mm. How has the Waratahs been so successful over it's not it's not even just the four years it's really been like five to six years even pre Super W Waratahs have just been so good um in, in rugby what do you sort of hone that down to I think um just keeping the same core group of girls like we've had the same core group of girls there since the start since it was Sydney um women's rugby playing at nationals or whenever um so yeah we've had some really great girls come through and kind of lead the way and our leadership group is um, so strong and they're all past Sydney players. So I think just having that core group of girls and um, just uh, I think our willingness to want to work hard for each other. Um, like I don't think any other, like no offence to the other Super W teams, but I don't think anyone rips in as hard as we do over pre-season. And um, you can really tell on the field how well we gel off the field, I think, as well. So we're all really, really close. And I grew up um, at the Waratahs, like I was in the squad when I was 17. So still in high school. And yeah, I kind of grew up around uh, all of those girls. And yeah, they've just, it's like, a I don't know. It's hard to explain when you're not like mm. in it. Cause like everyone talks about culture and things like that, but it's, you can't really talk, you can't, culture is like not something you can write down or, or I don't know. It's just something that happens within a team. I think you can have all like, culture sessions and things like that but if it's not yeah like player driven in a sense um then yeah I don't know but yeah just off field I think we gel as well and it really shows on field mm, I think that's the important part is is gelling inside the training arena and um, field and gym but also having those connections outside of rugby as well getting to know your teammates better and just in, in a different setting, going out to have some dinner or go to the cafe or go down to the beach or something along those lines, you learn so much about your teammates and it does show out in the field as well, those connections and how yeah, strong yeah. they are. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's awesome. So building up to the World Cup, you get to play New Zealand twice um, coming out really, really soon. What are the key areas you and the team, so the Wallaroos are going to focus on um, on these build-up games to the World Cup? Um. Yeah, look, we... Over the pack four series that we just played, um, we probably didn't put an 80 minute, well, we definitely didn't put an 80 minute performance together. It was like a game of two halves, I guess, in all um, three games that we played whilst we were over in NZ. So yeah, I think it's just um, being able to hold the ball and play play footy for 80 minutes. Like we had some, we had a really great first half against the Black Ferns in round one. Then we had a great second half against the USA in round two. And then we had another great first half against um, Canada in the last game. So, yeah, I think it's just really um, down to holding the ball, getting some phases, playing some attacking rugby and, yeah, putting in that 80-minute performance. I think hopefully, um, yeah, we can get the win over New Zealand and win the Laurier Rally Cup for the first time, which would be nice. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, just really focusing on our fitness over these past um, 
couple of weeks and yeah like our ball skills under fatigue and things like that weren't really good enough in the um, pack four series so yeah we've just been really honing on those um, uh, key areas I guess. Honing on those key areas do you think um, at training is it doing some more extras before and after or is it just more the the quality of the drills instead of the quantity? Um, yeah I think it's just the quality um, we always get top-ups after like club training or the um, the game on the weekend but um, yeah I think it's just quality reps and just yeah really really pushing ourselves in those um, conditioning sessions that we do. Oh, that's awesome were you surprised how so like I was surprised um, how good sort of Canada and the USA have have gotten and it seems like they're producing some really good quality rugby over there. Yeah, um, I hadn't really seen too much of Canada or USA before um, Pac-4. I know USA is really strong in the sevens and Canada is always um, strong as well with the sevens. But um, heaps of those girls play in that in the England Premier 15s comp. So they do they are exposed to such a high level of rugby, which I think, um, yeah, is only beneficial for them. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I was surprised. I think it was just a bit more like shock, like, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting mm. um like us to perform how we did in a way. Cause I always knew they were strong and um, yeah, they, they have strong programs, both of those teams, but yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. It's, it's just great to see some more countries because uh, rugby it's, it's big, but it's not really big um, compared yeah. to some other sports, especially different countries. So it's really cool to see the competition going up in more countries being more competitive as well. Yeah. Especially um, like USA, Canada, they're not, they are not traditionally like a rugby country. Mm. So yeah, it's great that they're, um, yeah, building on their women's programs. And hopefully um, the next sort of 10 years, who knows what's going to happen, especially when um, some young girls start saying, oh, I can play rugby instead of playing. Well, soccer's pretty big over there and um, yeah, volleyball and all, all those other sports. Maybe they try something new and um, can yeah. really enjoy it. Yeah. So let's take a step back. Growing up as a young girl, how did you end up playing rugby? Yeah, so I grew up in a little country town called Lightning Ridge, which is about eight and a half hours northwest of Sydney. So I grew up playing rugby league, um, yeah, for the Lightning Ridge Tigers. When I was six, I started, and then, like, every young girl stops when they're 12, and I got shipped away to boarding school down in the Southern Highlands. So I kind of stopped playing um, footy. I, I, I was really – I played, like, cricket in summer and then rugby league in winter, so um, – yeah, I think I still kept playing cricket like in high school. And then year nine, I think it was around like 2015, 2016, around the time of um, when Rugby Sevens had just been announced into the uh, the Olympics. They kind of like pushed uh, heaps of, what do you call them, like gala days around Sydney. And I got an email from New South Wales Rugby saying, come try Sevens. And then started playing for Illawarra Rugby Sevens and then got picked up in the New South Wales pathway and then like, Aussie Youth Sevens pathway, went to the Youth Com Games in 2017 and then started playing 15s when I left school in 2017. So, yeah, started playing um, 15s for Easts down in um, Sydney, yeah, in 2018 when I left school and, yeah, got picked up in Waratahs as well from from that and then debuted in 2019 for Wallaroo. So, awesome. kind of all happened pretty quickly, but, mm. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Did you find the sevens has helped you with playing 15s? Yeah, um, my passing probably. Well, I always was like I played halfback in rugby league, so I could always kind of pass and kick. But yeah, sevens is really, um, they just focus on those really technical skills that you probably 
sometimes just do briefly at a 15s training. So yeah, sevens with like the tackle tech, the contest and the passing, you can't really hide on a sevens field. So you have to really work on those like fundamental skills, I guess, which yeah, translate into the 15s game. Mm, that's awesome. So if you weren't playing rugby, do you think you'd be uh, picking up the ball and bat and going off to play cricket again or well, a different I would sport? Love to, um, play cricket. I always joke that I'd like one day go back and play cricket, but the girls now, the cricket girls are so elite. Like, mm. I don't know how I'd break a team, even like club, club cricket, but, and I have probably bowled a ball since I was in year nine or year 10. So, but never say never. And I still follow along with the cricket and yeah, they, they're such a, they're like the top tier for women's sport in Australia, I guess, with their funding and their programs. So, mm. yeah. Maybe just um, always have a bat and ball and wickets handy at Waratahs so you can just dominate your squad and just yeah. make you feel good, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So how has strength and conditioning helped you to perform at the elite level and what have you learned over your career through strength and conditioning? Yeah, so I kind of was always that kid that just like relied on my natural talent. I guess I was never the fittest or the strongest, but as soon as I got on a footy field, I just, yeah, played footy um and whatnot but it wasn't until like 2019 2020 that I took it kind of seriously kind of got a kick up the ass from the SNC at Wallaroos and kind of yeah was forced to actually do the conditioning and the strength training which yeah obviously translate onto translates onto the field and um like even now I'm like not the fittest in my team um by any means but yeah you just it's just something you have to do and I kind of wish that I learned to love it um, earlier in my career because like I feel like I'm always playing catch up mm. to the girls that are already so fit but I mean you're all, like yeah I don't know it's just something you just have to learn to love and if you don't love it well bad luck um, you can't just rely on your natural talent <laughs> forever especially when you get older and into more rep teams so mm. yeah I do I do like that though you have sort of gone through the programs and, and really honed in on your skills so you kick past tackle and all that which Unfortunately, a lot of rugby players do um, sort of miss a bit and they focus too much on the gym and they don't have that correct balance. So if you're sort of unsure when to start doing SNC, just really make sure that you're, you're honing on those skills in your sport and then you can always come back to the SNC and you can see the benefits straight away. But if you do start early, you do get used to that, used to it, um, those hard conditioning sessions and you're like, yeah, I'm used to it instead of um a bit later on in your career like what the hell is this why are we doing this i don't understand yeah. type thing but yeah, yeah i think if you can find that balance and it, it really doesn't matter when you start just um to see it as it's going to help you perform um but really make sure that you got the skills down packed as well because you can do all the bicep curls you want but it won't make you a better passer so <laughs> yeah 100 when like you can get the highest yo-yo score but if you can't pass a footy like not mm. picking my team <laughs> mm. but um no yeah it is yeah really important to have yeah, that balance, as you were saying um, before, yeah. Mm. It was something that, I don't know, in, in my short, it wasn't that short career, but like just going up, it was the same thing. Never really focused on S&C until I got um, let go from an academy. And then I was like, oh, okay, I can start doing it. And then I did start doing it. And then, um, yeah, you sort of love to hate it, I would say. It's a, it's a love-hate relationship. Yeah, like last night, we honestly died in conditioning and <laughs> I think I was complaining the whole time whilst I was doing it, but um, I don't know. I was like complaining out loud to myself, but then afterwards, like you just look around and you see everyone just worked really hard for each other. So mm. it is yeah, nice to see the um, 
rewards after ripping in in a hard conditioning session. And that's that's, that's, that's the thing I love about stitch on my right side from from last night, but <laughs> fine. It's dramatic. Get over it. Yeah, I think that's the thing I love about team sport is it's not just you doing it yourself. You're doing it for everyone, and you just go back to the times that you do running by yourself. And you're like, ah, oh, should I? make the distance or just pull up a bit short but once you're doing it for a team it's just so much more beneficial and you find yourself pushing yourself harder as well yeah yeah 100 mm, yeah so much better so what does your current strength conditioning program look um, look like now building into those two games against new zealand yeah so we do um our pony training in our states so like our wallaroos training um so we train monday wednesdays down at daisyville with um jay our Wallaroos coach which is nice and uh, SNC comes on Wednesdays and some Mondays as well so we've been yeah we've been doing just um, like training conditioning and then gym on Mondays and Wednesdays and Tuesdays we do a gym and off feet Thursday we do club and then a, like top up conditioning after club Friday rest Saturday game and then um, depending how many minutes you played on Saturday you're you're supposed to do another top up um after that depending on your minutes and then Sunday rest and then yeah back into it again mm. so I think we have three more pony sessions until we um get back into camp so I'm actually looking forward for them to being over because it's been pretty tough mm. <laughs> especially especially with the rain like we were stuck at the rugby Australia building indoors and that little turf pitch which we were like grateful for to have the area to train on but um yeah just not the same as training on a footy field I guess Mm, I've only seen that place in on Instagram and stuff like that, but I can yeah. imagine it being quite small and you can't yeah, sort of do those those longer distances. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 20, 20 of these would be yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. That, that's that's a really cool insight. And do you, has that routine sort of been like that over the last few years, or it's sort of like a new routine you've happened happened to got used to though over the last sort of year? No, it's kind of been, yeah, the same routine since 2019, I guess. Um, just probably a lot more trainings this year due to more tours and um, camps and obviously World Cup. But, yeah, like we trained all of um, last year during lockdown um, just in hoping that we would eventually get a test match, which unfortunately we didn't. But, um, yeah, so we've kind of been in this routine since, I guess, after Super W last year with the Monday, Wednesday pony pony trainings. Um yeah, which is which is tough, but it's just something you got to do, I guess. Being the, I guess, semi-professional um, athlete that like Wallaroos is, I guess, at the moment. So, yeah, like having a professional attitude, but like doing it part time, and then mm. um, like expecting like professional standards and stuff of yourself is can be tough and can be challenging. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just something I guess we all do because we love the game and mm. we love working hard for each other. Mm, for sure. Have you noticed much of a difference over the last sort of couple of years to your playing ability, but like also like body composition as well from doing all those trainings? Yeah. Oh, when I debuted for Wallaroos, I was so chubby and like so unfit. I was just, I don't even know why I honestly got picked in that um, camp, but yeah, but I was like the same weight I am now, which is like interesting because I've obviously um, gotten like heaps fit and, uh, strong from gym and conditioning and that but um it's funny that I'm like the same weight but I, my body looks completely different mm. to what it was in 2019 and I guess I was only um 18 or 19 in that camp so I'm 23 now so I've obviously um grown a bit and got rid of some of that um baby fat I guess from high school so um yeah it's just interesting to see like your body change I guess over the years and what it can with 
uh, withstand with, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the, the best um, example I remember of that is first preseason outside of school, I was, I think I was 110 and then I dropped down to 100 and I was like, whoa, I was playing with an extra 10 kilos and you just, yeah. and then you look just like you said, then I got back to around say 105, 106 and I looked similar, but I was just so much stronger and yeah. so, so much more ready to be able to perform and, and play the game that I love. And the just motor on me increased as well. I could be able to run more and I was just yeah enjoying my footy a lot more compared yeah, to being yeah. that, that chubby kid that um, came to their first preseason training for a grade. <laughs> yeah, literally that was me. I like used to just get KFC after every game and I used to have to get the train back to um, school from Sydney when I was like still playing in high school and I used to get Maccas like on the way home and just eat all this junk food and um, yeah, obviously not the best like at the time, but yeah, like diet is so important as well. I found for me, yeah. like um, I do love like junk food and whatever, but I think it's just like having a balance, especially. Mm. Like, it's also just knowing as well. Like back yeah. then, you, you just yeah. didn't know. <laughs> like you just didn't know what the effects that Mac is okay or see happen. I, I remember for so we at Darren Marlin here in Canberra, we used to have to walk to the the footy fields, and it would be like a five minute walk some days used to got um some of the year 12s who would coach us and they'll drive us to there but we'd go to mcdonald's first stack up on food yeah. then go to training and you just didn't know back then yeah. you're just like i'm hungry i'm yeah. a teenage kid i just need food it doesn't matter what i eat and then you, it's not till you get into a program and start yeah. learning you're like oh shit probably shouldn't have been eating that yeah so true mm. so true still still have kfc sometimes after a yeah. game yeah it's a treat yeah, exactly. <laughs> just not all the time. <laughs> Hi, everyone. We just wanted to take a break from this episode. We hope you're enjoying this episode so far and also all the content we have produced. We appreciate all the support from our listeners and followers so far. If you haven't already, sign up to Elite Rugby SNC newsletter today. We provide you free exclusive content each and every single week to our subscribers. Link in the bio. Remember to like, subscribe, and share Elite Rugby SNC on social media to all your friends and families. So thanks again for your support, and now back to the episode. So watching you play for the Waratahs and Wallaroos, you have such a natural strike of the footy. How have you become such a great kicker of the footy over your career, and do you have any tips for our listeners and also myself as well to, <laughs> to be a better kicker of the footy? Um. I don't know. I just like always kicked the footy in the backyard every day, like after school and at school I was always on the um, oval kicking the footy. And it's just something I had always been able to do, I guess. I don't, don't, don't remember a specific like time in my like childhood learning how to kick the footy. Like I always kicked off a tee, always kicked out of my hands, like always drop kicked. So I don't know. It's just something I did every day. Um, and like, that's what I would say to young girls or boys that, want to be like the 10 or the fullback in their team just literally kick the footy every day kick before training kick during training like even during training if I see a ball I boot it mm. like if it, we're not using it in the drill I just kick it over the post or something and I just always kick the footy and practice my goal kicking before um, training and um, the days we have off as well so yeah it's just um, practice practice and yeah get your mate and just kick to them and get your brother, get your sister, get in, get your dad in the backyard to catch your bombs. And it's just, yeah, we'll become natural after that. So I think, yeah, I just could always kick the ball and just came pretty natural mm. to me. Um, I never really used to be like, especially this year, everyone kind of 
it was like oh the 10 she's like the the kicker like she loves kicking the ball back but I always used to run it back before kicking so I think it's now it's just like having that balance between when I want to kick or when I want to run the footy back and um, everyone knows now that I can kick so mm. yeah I think I think having that dual threat as well because your defenders would be like, "Oh, she can yeah, run it, yeah. she can run it at me, so I better push up." But she can also kick. So what what am I doing, especially for the fullback as well? Keep them in two minds. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, just kick the footy every day and um, practice holding the footy and how you're going to drop it onto your foot and how you're going to position your hand and yeah, little things like that. Mm, I love that, and to all my forwards out there as well, and props, you can you can kick the footy as well because yep. I, I I used to be a kicker as um back in um the day when we were playing um under what thirteens all the way up, and yeah, just just keep practicing my my props yep. in uh second yep. rows because who knows you could probably kick one day. Yeah, maybe you can have a kicking license, maybe sometimes. <laughs> yes, sometimes yeah. that that's the thing. Sometimes, and you can always challenge the backs to see if they're uh if they're good to go for the weekend, or and just yep. just just yep. give your head coach. Uh, a backup option just in case yeah. something goes put, wrong put pressure on that um starting kicker put some pressure on them some healthy pressure mm. is there any um good forwards um yeah. at the waratahs who can kick pretty well yeah emily robinson she's kicked a few penalty goals for the wallaroos um she's a good striker of the ball she does all the kicks for touch for um the ratties down at warringah she's their main kicker um Adiana Talakai thinks she can kick. She <laughs> loves a toe punt every now and then. Eva Kapani, she used to play AFL. She can boot the ball um, pretty well. She'd be about the only prop I'd trust to kick on the field um, if we needed some distance or anything like that. But other than that, they should just stick to what they know, which is scrums and lineouts. <laughs> How does Chance go kicking? Because she has oh, been a, she, a person on the podcast. She is woeful. I remember watching... Um, <laughs> A Sydney Uni Club game, and uh, she was it was she was about it was she was too, out to the left a bit, but I thought because um, she's left footed, she'll like maybe curve it in. No, no, did not go anywhere near the post. But she always kicks. She's like a little Jack Russell, that girl. She always kicking the ball and running after it um, during warm up or whatnot. But mm. I wouldn't trust her kicking the ball in a game either. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Shout out to M yeah, as well. So how do you become a successful fly half in rugby? Are there certain attributes and skills that are needed for that position? Yeah, you've got to be like one of the best passers on your team. Um, your mental game, I think you have to stay pretty uh, focused for the whole game, but not like I, when I was younger, I used to just blow up heaps and poor Lane Morgan, the um, halfback, she copped a fair bit of my blow ups in the past, but we have such a like healthy, strong relationship. Um, now that we just want the best out of each other, I guess. But I think just like staying composed as well and executing those skills that you train uh, train for during the week. So you catch pass, you're kicking, and then having a um, clear understanding of the game structure you're going to play with that weekend and really driving that with the forwards and then with the team um, as well. Because you are that like link player between the backs and the forwards. So yeah, you've got to have a um, strong understanding of the game plan and work with the coaches on the game plan that you're going um, for that weekend, I guess. And yeah, I don't know, just, um, yeah, I think just all those little things, they kind of add up and just, yeah, that's about it. I can't really think what else. That's all good. So if you have made a mistake from a kick or a pass or yeah. something just didn't go your way, how are you talking to yourself? What's that story in your head to sort of forget and be like, okay, calm down. It's yeah. all good. I'm getting another opportunity soon. 
yeah oh I used to I used to blow up like I'm such a perfectionist and um in the past like I just like stop my feet or like swear or just have shit body language but I really um like kind of grew out of that like I'll have it every now and then but it kind of is like for myself I'll just kind of like look at the ground or like just go fuck you're an idiot and then just like take a deep breath and be like okay the team can't see me looking like this because if they're if I'm looking like I'm not confident or mm. my body language is poor they'll start to um like be in two minds as well like am I doing this wrong am I doing that right they'll just start to overthink and so yeah it's kind of just like I don't know taking a deep breath and just being like well that's happened the moment's passed like what am I going to do next kind of so I kind of always had that like just fuck up move on mm. mentality um yeah so I just like take a deep breath and just like have a little look around maybe look at the sideline and then just be like all right next job it's happened next job so mm. it's yeah. always interesting to hear people how they yeah reset their mindset like that yeah. and it's it's something that you probably don't think about yourself until you're in that position you're like okay what am I actually doing to reset myself so I can then focus yeah. on the next play um, yeah, and, then, and then help the team as well yeah the mental side of rugby is like ridiculous as well and I never really um paid much attention to it until this year when I was over playing in um, New Zealand in the OPEC um, comp over there and we had a mental skills coach Jessie Hansen which is Steve Hansen's daughter she was unreal um, working with me um, just like little things that were happening off field that were translating to my on-field performance and how I could like yeah strategies and stuff I could do to um, make sure it didn't like stay with me on the field or I could just move on from it what was going on so Mm. yeah mental skills is so important and you got to train your mind as much as you train your body mm. I feel and it's not something that is really taught in young kids or like academies I guess so it's really important especially in like a women's team as well when you're all a bit emotional and some girls are more sensitive than, than others and just like how um how people respond and react to like criticism or like constructive criticism or just like little things that are going on in training I guess it's like different to the men where they're all just like I don't know they get over it pretty quickly but like <laughs> females tend to hold on to things a bit more so it's just like learning I guess how your brain works and how other girls brains work and how they respond to things mm, it's definitely yeah. trial and error and and understanding your teammates better and that's where you yeah. come back to that point where we first started is what's your team environment are you able to if some player does snap you're like okay you're done that they're good. They're good. Just, just let them have that moment. They'll come back around and can they reset themselves? It just reminds me of, um, I remember someone telling me this. I don't know if it's true, but Dan Carter used to, every time he used to mess up, he would take a breath and go down and touch his left foot. I think it was, or his right foot. And that was his trigger point. He touches it, resets his mind and then goes again. And I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to try that. I didn't, was, wasn't my left foot or just be like, I don't know, tighten my fists or something or just do something and just take a couple of breaths. And yeah, yeah. I'll have to, try and see if that that thing that fact is true or not but I, as soon as I heard that I was like that's that's pretty awesome yeah yeah maybe that's something I can try instead of taking a deep breath and wandering around on the field for a bit but mm. yeah, it sounds like something um he would definitely do I have also heard uh I've again I, I don't know where this one comes from but it's just a uh, rethink in my head it was from I think it might have been from a track mm. track athlete I'm um, sorry for the ding if you just heard that someone just sent me a message um they have a, a rubber band on their wrist or they have a hair tie 
and they would just play around with it and then snap it and they snap back on their wrist like to snap back to reality as um slim shady would say but yeah. just yeah you just play around with the hair the rubber band or hair tie and then you snap yourself back awesome i'm, I'm ready to go so e- even something like that can, yeah uh, can definitely yeah sounds, yeah like something i think that's like i've heard of that before like similar mm. to like school kids if they're getting frustrated in class or something i've, I've definitely heard that the old hairband snap mm. it back on your wrist um mm. yeah cool awesome so every year the level of rugby goes up and that competition gets tougher and tougher and there's going to be tougher hits, faster athletes. It's, it's, it's always um, exciting to see. So what advice do you have for people for managing their bodies to perform week in and week out to be able to keep performing at this high level of competition? Um, I think just like getting your recovery right, um, your nutrition, you, your sleep, um, whether you enjoy like the sauna or going for a swim and that, and then like the social side of things as well. So getting your coffee and just not focusing on rugby is um, really important to your recovery. Um, I find as well. So yeah, I think just staying on top of your recovery and um, knowing like knowing your body is really important as well. So being like aware of any um, like little strains or um, anything going on that's not, not usual after a game of footy is really important. So you don't leave it to too, till too late. And then instead of having a couple of days off, if you need it, it's probably two weeks. So yeah, I think just staying in tune with your body and focusing on your recovery is um, really important and something that I had to learn um, to do as well after like coming through the ranks and stuff like that. Um, recovery is so important. Mm, I love that part of being able to not think about rugby because yeah. um doesn't matter sort of what level you are like all first grade games local competition are going to be re- recorded and, and filmed and you can go back and watch that clip a million times you can go back and see what you did well and what you didn't do well but if you can have time after the game and just relax and then, and then say on the sunday you can just not think about footy and think about your life your family and friends i think it's going to allow you to then come back on the monday to then refocus reset and then um, get the most out of that week yeah, 100%. It's always good um, to go into a training week fresh and not have overthought about the whole um, rugby game, as especially being a 10, I tend to do. And I love to watch um, the game back a couple of times if I have to um, from the weekend. But yeah, it's just, yeah, definitely switching off and focusing on the things you want to do that don't involve rugby or even if it is like involving rugby, just like going down and watching your little brother play um footy or anything like that um yeah but just like being around family is something I love to do and my friends and um yeah just chilling out switching off watching tv <laughs> mm, no that's awesome I really love that I think it's a it's a really important point so if you were going to switch on the tv Netflix Stan any one of those uh streaming um networks what's your go-to sort of show that you're watching at the moment or what's a classic that you like to go back to and watch um I just finished how to get away with murder that- okay such a good series um, is that giving you some ideas or what's going no, on no no i mean <laughs> no she's this lawyer um like a defense attorney or whatever and she's unreal at like getting people off such a good series won't spill okay. too much but i've just finished that and um what else did I, I like to watch all american on stand but i don't know if they're renewing another season but that and then i don't know i'm kind of looking for another series to get okay. into now that i've finished um my main one there so if anyone has any mm. tv series um yeah hit me up but i also like if i'm just like bored i'll just put like gossip girl on or something yeah. or, like see and just not focus on it because i've already seen it and know what happens but if you mm. just want a bit of background noise that's my go-to i guess mm. no, i love that 
Yeah, I'd say oof, the ones I would recommend is if if you like Game of Thrones, there's the new Game of Thrones coming out, House of Dragons, coming out very very soon. Or if you do love Strange Things, Strange Things is amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah TV I'm show. season three, so yeah, maybe I'll oh, do. That, really. What are you doing? You just gotta I be know, prioritizing. I, know. That. I I was got distracted. and I watched the Kardashians on like Disney Plus as well, so that was yep. kind of my priority. But um, no, I need to finish Stranger Things. But yeah. But yeah, do do hit us up with some suggestions. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, more than happy to share that along. But a, a classic one for me, um, this is for people to learn a bit more about me, is I do love The Office. I'm re-watching it probably for the 15th time now. You just can't go wrong with it. Yeah, you can't go wrong. It's always a classic. Mm. So who would you say is the best teammate to room with and who is the worst teammate to room with? And this can be both from the Waratahs and Wallaroos experiences. Yeah. Uh, so I had a pretty good run of Wallaroos roomies. I had, I've had Illy, Chance and Bridie. So if I had to choose, it'd be, be between um, Illy and Bridie. And I think Illy, because I used to just leave my washing like at the end of my bed and I'd come back from training or whatever and it'd be folded, washed, oh. folded on my, <laughs> and ride, like on my bed. So that's a great teammate. She, yeah. She was unreal. I had Illy I had Illy twice actually the last like couple tours we've been on um yep so she'd have to be the best roomie and so um, I don't know who'd be a bad roomie to have um or was there any bad I, mean, I had I had the, I had Shannon Parry the last tour the captain like she wasn't bad but I was just like am I in trouble like why am I rooming <laughs> captain and it, I was so like like so gotta be back in my room gotta be doing this like I felt like oh I have to watch huddle on my laptop um not that she was like that like she's not even like that as a person but I was like yeah. what, have I gotten in trouble for something like they put me with, like, you know and you overthink like have they put me with the captain for a reason but yeah. I think they were just like trying to split up like forwards and backs all the time because of COVID and things like that but mm. yeah oh I, I don't think I could room with Maya Stewart I used to live with her and god she loves to snore so <laughs> like, honestly I could hear her snoring from the next room but yeah. um yeah, I don't know. All pretty good. Everyone's pretty good. Well, it's always funny to hear who's good and who's not. So yeah. that's a great insight. So what is your game day routine? Is there certain sort of foods that you like, music? Is there certain rituals that you like to do throughout the day? Um, I'm pretty, I think I used to be like a bit, bit of a psycho with rituals and routines. Like I used to have to lay everything out that I was wearing, have my boots out, have like my polo shorts socks all laid out ready to go and like put my left shoe on my right shoe or like do my hair a certain way but I kind of grew out of that because when you're like on tour and stuff your your routines can be a bit bit different and same with the food like I always used to eat like scrambled eggs or bacon and avo but like sometimes being in a hotel they don't they have like poached eggs instead of scrambled and I'd be like freaking out like I need scrambled eggs do I ask (laughs) for scrambled eggs but um no I'm pretty pretty chill on game day um like to just not really think about footy um until I have to or until those meetings we have prior to leaving for the field and then yeah I'm pretty like not thinking about footy until the warm-up I guess like I love just dancing in the change room like singing um just having fun with the girls before we run out to warm up but then yeah as soon as we're at warm-up and like just like flip that switch and focus on the game but no, like I still put my left boot on before my right boot and wear my hair in two braids. But other than that, like don't wear the same undies anymore that I used to. And then, yeah, I was pretty, had a lot of um, routines, but yeah, pretty cruisy now with um, the game day rituals and that. No, it's yeah. good. 
So who's what, what what type of music do you like to listen to to be able to get you in that sort of dancey sing-along mood? Is it a certain genre, certain songs or artists? Like I love country music, like no That's a like, great answer. Yeah, I love country music, bit of Morgan Wyland, he's always good, Luke Bryan. Um, I love like a sad song. I don't know, sad songs make me feel like not sad. They like put me because I know all the words and like I'm like, oh, such a good mm. song. But um, yeah, I don't know. Everyone's like go to I'm never on DJ because I always play like the two two same <laughs> two same artists, whatever. But um, Pauline's pretty good on the DJ. Cheech is pretty good at Waratahs on the DJ. Um, I can't even think what songs we used to play that would get us G'd up. But I don't know whatever's going in the change room. I'm pretty happy mm. to um, yeah chill out, dance, have a bit of fun, have a bit of a sing along with the girls. So. Mm. So it's also the vibe of what everyone else yeah. has given off as well. Yeah. Like that gets yeah. you G'd up and ready yeah. to go. Yeah. Love the change room vibe. It's always so fun. Like you, it's like that moment where you're like, okay, putting my jersey on, putting my boots on. Like you're just looking around at everyone. Everyone's like doing their own little thing, like getting in the zone. And yeah, it's pretty cool. The the pre-warm-up change room vibe. Mm. Who's the go-to for braiding your hair before a game? Um, Piper Duck. She is a, an elite braider. I won't let anyone else braid my hair, especially Illy. She <laughs> braided a horse, Robinson's hair. One's like, it was two braids, but one was like down the middle, one was to the side. So um, yeah, she won't be touching my hair, but yeah, Piper Duck is the go-to braider. But okay. she probably hate me saying that. Like everyone knows she can braid, but you have to get in quick. You have to message her the night before and she only does about four or five people because it's she's the elite. Her own. Yeah. yeah, she's obviously got her own like game day stuff to focus on. And honestly, I would hate, to be a known braider in a female team because like everyone just comes up to you can you braid my hair can you braid my hair can you please braid my hair I'm like no piss off I would not I would not have like I don't know I wouldn't find the time to be able to do it it just stressed me out like mm. having all these girls come in with their hair just wanting to be braided but mm. shout out to you Piper you're the um you're the elite braider in the team yeah the elite braider yeah that's awesome so that, that's all the questions I have for today where can listeners um find you on social media if they want to reach out and connect I think my, my Instagram's na name is just Arabella McKenzie and my Twitter is like Bella McKenzie eight or something random like that. But yeah, just Instagram Arabella McKenzie. Yeah. Awesome. So thanks for joining me today. It's been an awesome podcast um, to, to learn more about you and what you do. Um, I'm very excited for the world cup to see how the Wallaroos go, but also more excited for these next two games as well, because it's going to be great to see some more women's rugby on the TV. So thanks. So thanks again for joining me and I really appreciate it. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. It was um, lots of fun. So thanks for tuning into another episode of Elite Rugby SNC podcast. Remember to like, subscribe, and rate Elite Rugby SNC on Spotify, YouTube, and follow us on Instagram. Sign up to become a beast today via the link in the description or via Instagram page. Also, sign up to our newsletter and receive free bonus content each and every single week. So don't wait, make that good decision and join Elite Rugby SNC today and take your game to the next level.